Today's Mother's Day, so this is my wife, mother of my four children. Would you give it up for sincerity today? Yeah? We've never done this before, so today's message I thought, you know, include my wife, say, would you be a part of just kind of helping us teach this week's lesson? So it's a... It's a pleasure. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, different. Different. I'm used to being behind the keyboard, so... Yeah. <laughs> behind the scenes, so... But it's going to be fun. It's going to be good. She's awesome. So if you don't know, uh, Sincerity, she does a lot of things behind the scenes uh, since we started from the beginning. Uh, just God has gifted her with a lot of gifts and talents. Um, well, one of the best things is she is a people person, and she likes to laugh. She likes to have fun, and uh, I really appreciate it about her. Uh, Robert, she'd fight with Robert so much. So um, Robert texted me this morning. He's like, hey, hope you guys do good, and, and uh, he, was, he was cheering for us today. So um, We all miss Robert, don't we? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. So I uh, talked in this week, and they're doing really good, and they had a trip to Ikea yesterday. It was kind of a funny experience, but um, anyways, um, it's good. It, they, they missed us. Last week, he wore his Grove t-shirt. He's like, I missed you guys so much, I'd wear my Grove t-shirt, um, and so we, we just gave him a hard time, and we told him we missed him, but yeah, it's good. We're glad you guys are here for, for Mother's Day. So this is part two of Proverbs and Popcorn. We kind of just review to catch you up. If you missed last week, you can uh, grab a, a CD on the, uh, on the way out, or you can go on li- iTunes and listen to the podcast. Well, I want to see who actually got popcorn. That's what I want to see. Anybody? Raise your, I see it quite a raise few. your glass. Yeah. Cup. <laughs> it's like a glass because you can just go like that. Yeah. Here you go. Awesome. Them. Very cool. Yeah. So. so I just wanted to make sure everybody's eating popcorn. And we'll tie it all together with popcorn. What does this mean? Why do we do popcorn in Proverbs? Well, Proverbs is a book book in the Bible. Um, It's it's one of the wisdom books. And we thought month of May. And this is what I always liked. Proverbs has 31 chapters. And so every month you can read a proverb a day. This was our challenge last week to you. Is uh, so today is May 8th. So if you're on doing the challenge with us, you'd read the book. You'd read the chapter eight, and you'd kind of digest it. Kind of maybe read different translations. Um, and I challenge you guys, we did this with my kids for the last few years, and we read through different translations because it kind of gives you different perspective. Anyway, so we're, we're doing Proverbs, and uh, through the month of May, we started on May 1, and we'll end Sunday the 29th. We'll kind of cover the 29th chapter, and then we'll encourage you just to finish up the, the last two that this, this month. Uh, but this is what we said last week, kind of to review. All right, so a proverb is a short statement that takes the place of many words. Um, essentially, it's a short sentence based on a long experience. When people go through something in life and they've lived it out, they can summarize for you what to do, what not to do. And that's kind of what, what the Proverbs is about. It's all these sayings. Uh, use a couple of twos uh, that, that kind of uh, help, help you to know uh, what the wise thing to do. This is what we said last week. We said knowledge is knowing the right thing to do, but wisdom is actually doing it. And we said knowing and doing are two different, completely different things because a lot of times we know what to do. It's we don't always do it. And so wisdom is really learning how to, how to do that, um, how, how to be able to make wise choices. Um, and we turn knowledge into action. That's the idea of, of Proverbs and Popcorn. Let's turn knowledge into action. Every single week you come Sundays, we give you a challenge. If you're not turning that thing that you learned in action, then you're missing out. You're not wise. You might be more knowledgeable, but you're not necessarily wise, and you miss out on the point of it. Um, and so we said this. This is our working definition. So you go, when we talk about wisdom, this is the definition we're working for through the month of uh, Proverbs or through the month of May is this. Wisdom is the art of living skillfully in whatever actual conditions you find yourself. So we find yourself in, in a marriage. Wisdom is living skillfully in that marriage and as an employer, as a, as a student, wherever, whatever conditions you find yourself in, in a tough, a, t- a tough economy or a really healthy economy. Wisdom is knowing how to live skillfully in that environment in those conditions. Um, so it has really has less to do with information, and it has more to do with, with action, uh, becoming skillful and honoring parents, 
raising children, handling money, uh, conducting our sexual lives, going to work, exercising leadership, using words well, treating friends kindly. has all to do with that, eating and drinking healthy, uh, healthily and cultivating emotions within ourselves. So, yeah, so that's where we're at. So um, uh, we were talking through this last night, kind of getting ready for tomorrow, and I was saying let's, let's, let's mention some different Proverbs that are known. So I'm going to say it, and then uh, if, you know the end, if you know the end of it, you can, you can say it out loud, all right? And if, if, as soon as you say it, the boards will come up and see if you got it right. All right, so last night we're talking, and I said, all right, Sarah, here's one. And I said, you can, and I said, finish the sentence, I said, or the statement. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him. I didn't know that one. She's like, I have no I idea. I told him I didn't grow on a farm. I didn't, I didn't grow, grow up on a farm. farm. I've never led horses anywhere. So I, like, I don't have a horse. <laughs> he just looks at me like, okay. I was like, really? You never heard that? She's like, no, I never heard that. So you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink, right? And you get the idea there. You can lead people to the information, but you can't make them do it. You can show them what is. Anyways, uh, she says she didn't know the end of that. So here's I the next one. If you, um, if you want to know what a person is like, look at his checkbook. That's what she just said last night. I was like, I did. No, that is not correct. If you want to know what a person's like, you look at his checkbook. No, she kept saying friends. Everybody say friends. Friends is the right one. So I'd rather look at your checkbook. She wants or to, one, of, one of our team, our team members said, look at your Instagram. And I'm like, truth. That is, you can you can stalk somebody's Instagram and learn a lot about them. But I would rather look at your checkbook. Yeah. Which they say, if you want to know somebody's priorities, you look at their checkbook. How they spend money is a good indication of how, um, what they prioritize, what comes first. You, you, it's black and white. So if you want to know a person's like, look at his friends. That's a great statement, a great um, it, to help people just kind of know. If you, if you really want to know, you know, get an idea of somebody, just look at the people they surround themselves with because they're going to be really similar to those people. Um, but I, I got to say the one that my mom grew me up with, you know, since it's Mother's Day, hashtag Mother's Day points. Um, is she would always say, saying and doing are two different things. She would always tell me that. And so Eric put it in his message last, message last week. And I'm like, that is my mom. And it's, you know, it's funny because it was constantly in my head, but I say it to my kids now. And they're just, you know, the rolling of the eyes because I say it so much. And so I remember the rolling of the eyes when my mom would say it, but now I'm the mother that says it to her four children, and they, half of them don't even know what that means. But I just say it because I can. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Last week, somebody in the in the in the in our service, she, he texted me and said, "Hey, let me give you one my my grandma used to tell me all the time." He said, and "This you could put this one up. It's not like you're going to guess on this one because you would not know it." But he said she lived to be a hundred years old, and she as growing up, she'd always tell me this. She says every decision will take you somewhere. So at the end of each day, look where you are, and you'll know what your decision what your decisions that it's your decisions that brought you to where you are. Now, that's a great picture. If you want to know where you're at in life, well, look back at the choices you made that day, and you realize well, you're, where you're at. If you just had a fight with somebody or whatever, maybe emotions got your decision to let your emotions take over, kind of, you know, led you that way. Well, you can find out where you're at. I thought it was great. He just shared some wisdom from his grandmother that lived to be 100 and said, hey, um, make decisions. It's going to impact your life every single day. Look at what your choices are, and it'll kind of give you an indication of where you're at. Uh, how about this one? Um, you can see if you can if, uh, say, say the, uh, finish the sentence. Short-term pleasure is not worth the long-term weight pain. All right. So short-term pleasure is not worth the long-term pain. That's a great saying because sometimes we don't focus on the really the long, the, the bigger picture. Dave Barry, he's in the audience. Dave, good job. Thank yes. you for sharing that one. We should um, have given you guys popcorn if you got it right. You can ask the popcorn, Dave. Yeah. I'll give you some popcorn. Get somebody. Give yeah. him some popcorn. Somebody. Hey, we throw popcorn 
Dave texted me and said, hey, I remembered one. It's in our group. He's in, in, our, in our men's group, coffee group on Wednesdays we meet. We're talking about last week's message and just different sayings. And he had a couple sayings that he always says. Uh, we'll, we'll share your, your other one another week. But um, this is one of the ones he said, short-term pleasure is not worth the long-term pain. It's not worth it to give in. Um, what's, what's the health one they say? A, a moment on the lips is... Um, Asking the wrong person. What the hell's one? Help me out with food. People that are exercising, you know this one. Oh, huh? Come on, tell me what? Minute on the lips, lifetime on the hips, right? It's a health one. Yeah. I got hips. I don't know about that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there's all these little sayings that we have in life that are problems. Uh, okay, let us. me just get this straight. I didn't grow up with those. You know, we, I, came, I grew up with, like, the New Mexican stuff, you know? Que va? Que va? <laughs> Como que si? You know, all these different ones. Those other ones, I'm sorry. I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know those ones. But one I do know is healthy people do healthy things. Yeah, that's a good one. We that's say a liar. Yes, or I say healthy people drink water. Or what else? Eat salad? Yes, healthy people eat fruits and vegetables. Healthy people do healthy things. The reason they're healthy is because they do healthy things. That's a great... That's a great proverb itself. That's a great statement is um, to help us. So today, um, we want to kind of keep moving forward from last week. Last week, we kind of gave an introduction, kind of foundation. Um, go listen to the message if you, if you missed it. Kind of lay, lay the rest of the, the groundwork for the rest of the month. But we want to keep moving forward. We stopped in, in Proverbs 1, uh, verse 7, where it talks about relationship with God is really where it starts. And so that's important that you don't miss that. Uh, but today, we want to talk about the next step. And, and here's the thing is, is when it comes to 1-8, and then we'll jump to chapter 8 because today is May 8th. Um, no one starts wise, all right? Get that, get that right away. No one starts wise, not a single one of us. Babies don't start, they don't come out talking. Uh, they don't come out saying things. It takes a process to learn and develop. They, they start, um, we, none of us start wise. No, nobody. And in every situation you find yourselves, nobody, when we got married, I had no idea what it was to be married. I mean, I had an idea for my parents, but I wasn't wise in that. I had to ask questions. I had to, I had to grow and learn through all that. Parenting, same thing. You had advice and stuff, but nobody starts wise. You have to learn and, and, and take these steps to, to move forward. So if, if no one starts wise, wh- where, where can we learn wisdom? And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is, is, is where, what people are saying and how to, how to process that. When I was about 11 years old, um, I would go. I was, I was about 11, 12. I, w- I would go skiing every year with my friends up to the up the ski basin, and uh, we'd go up every, all the time as I grew up, and you know, a few times a, a winter, multiple times during winter. And some of my friends that I would go in with, they 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 met some older skiers who were kind of advanced and better, and you know, high schoolers, and we were we were young junior hires, and. Um, as we go skiing, my, my friends got introduced to this, this concept of, of getting stoned when you got on the mountain. Like they just they thought it would enhance your experience getting up there. And so every, every time we'd go up, my friends would hang out with their friends, and they would all um, get high and on the mountain. And every time they'd say, come on, Eric, you got to try this. It makes skiing so much better. you got to do it, man. And so um, they would ask me every time we go skiing, and I said, no, I said, no, I said, no, I said, no, I said, no. Well, it took them two years to eventually break me down, and eventually I gave in, and, and I did it when I was, when I was young. I was just, just a, a young uh, student. And I remember the experience was not what they told me. It was like, it was horrible. Um, I said, as I, as I did it, I felt, I felt guilty because, you know, I, I did something I knew that my parents told me I shouldn't do and all this stuff. And, and uh, so the whole time I was guilty. And then I was afraid because um, I thought, you know, I'm going to hit a tree. I'm going to die, and I'm going to stand before God. And he's going to be like, Eric, what were you thinking? And so I'm like, you know. I just is a horrible experience, and I didn't enjoy it. Um, and so, but but here's the point of it: um, 
I had, I had voices in my life that kept telling me, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. And because I didn't cut them out of my life, I eventually gave into it. They were an influence that began uh, to, to, to sway me to do things that, that I regretted. And, um, and looking back, at it, if I would have cut those voices off, I probably wouldn't have because I had for two years, I was able to say no, 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 no. But eventually they got me to do that. We talked a little about your growing up, some of your uh, experience. Yeah, growing up, I didn't really I, – I grew up a little different for the fact that I had a partner. I am a twin and I have a sister that we did everything together. So if one person did something stupid, the other one would just laugh and say, I learned from you, you know, kind of thing. But one of the things is we had uh, one person that was in our lives that we would hang out with, and we always did stupid things with just that one person. And so I wouldn't say um, I was – um, I wouldn't say I was, because some people look at, I know, you guys think I'm the troublemaker, you know, in this couple thing. You know, I was actually not the, a troublemaker. I don't feel that. But when we were just around this one person, we were disrespectful. We were rude. We would look out to just, you know, for us, it was being silly. It was trying to get attention and being silly. And when we three, when us three got together, it was just, the laugh the laughing time and so let's just be silly and with the silliness came being foolish you know and so um really i i learned we didn't learn because we were close with her we just i learned after a while that i'm like every time we're with her we're either we we weren't getting caught but i always walked away feeling really bad because i was like man we were kind of rude to that person or to that yeah to those other kids or you know so you started i started to see a pattern when you were hanging around a certain person so yeah, depending on the influence of our life, because here's the truth. If, if you tell me um, what station, uh, radio station, TV station uh, that you watch, I can almost figure out what your view of, of Donald Trump would be or of Bernie or of, of Clinton just by the voices that you allow in your life, because the voices that we hear all the time, eventually the voices that we keep hearing, hearing, hearing is what sways us to that. Um, and we have all these voices all the time that are speaking into our lives saying, hey, this is our interpretation of what this person said. And if it's, you know, if, if they don't like the person, they're going to interpret it in a negative way. If they like the person, they're going to interpret it in the best of ways. And we have all these voices and all these things that are always coming in our life. And this is kind of the point of today is, is when, when we listen to the wrong voices, a lot of times we make the wrong choice. Um, there's a proverb that says, if you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. The flip side of that would be, be if you walk with people that are unwise, you're going to become unwise. You're, you're going to miss out on it. And so the voice, we, we see in, in Proverbs that there's these voices. They introduce us to these different voices, and, and they warn us. And, and the Proverbs that King Solomon is warning us to pay attention, to, to listen. And so we're going to start off on Proverbs uh, 1. We're going to start in verse uh, 8. Kind of pick off from last week, and then we're going to skip to chapter 8 in just a second. But this is what it says. Uh, so. Solomon is talking to his kids, and he says, My child, when your father corrects you, don't neglect your mother's instruction. Dear friend, if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them. So he's saying, uh, we, we get the first voice. This would be the voice of delegated authority. God always puts in our lives somebody to help us on this journey. And a lot of times it's an authority. In this case, it's, it's a parent. Uh, the only scripture in the New Testament that's written to kids is from Paul. And he says, when he talks to kids, he's saying, Hey, listen to your parents, because their instructions are going to keep you out of trouble. And if you listen to him, you're actually going to have a long life. And that's the only scripture we find where it's directed to a kid. And the point is this. You're not going to be able to, to understand what's right and wrong. You're not even going to be able to maybe hear God's voice right away. But if you listen to those around you that have a little more understanding, you can make wise choices. And so we see the first one is, is, is a parent, a voice of a parent. Which puts so much weight on parents because if you are not bringing in wisdom, then they're going to find it somewhere else. If you're not that voice, they're going somewhere else. 
And so the big thing for me is I didn't think, you know, as far as, you know, we tell our kids, you know, be respectful, say thank you, all this stuff. But I didn't realize how fast this was going to go for us. A couple years ago, I went with um, our oldest, Joaquin, to a field trip. And I, I, I don't volunteer in the classroom as much as I'd like because I have the three younger, and um, Eric does that. And so what I do is I went to this field trip with him, and I noticed he started hanging out with this, this one kid. And, you know, I like to watch him in his social, you know, atmosphere, kind of step back, watching him, how he's doing things. And I know he's not fully engaged because mom's watching, you know, kind of thing. And so I'm watching him, and this kid is, is crazy, you know. He's funny. He's he's you know, electric in a way, you know, and so he has this charisma about him. But in the same way, he's disrespectful. He's he's kind of rude, and he's not listening to the authority. And Joaquin's with him, and right away, the mommy in me is like, boy, get away from him, you know, like get away fast, you know. So I wasn't going to do that on his field trip. I wasn't going to be that mom that's embarrassing everybody, like we're going home right now, because he wasn't doing anything wrong. The biggest thing was that he was hanging out with this kid. And so, you know, we, I walked away from the field trip, and I, and I just had, like, a little talk. Joaquin and I had these talks just in the, in the car. It's, it's great moments for us. And, and, I, and I just was sitting there, and I was telling him, I was like, you know, Joaquin, I know you. You're, you're probably the most like me with all the kids. We love to be around people that have so much life that make us laugh. But in the same way, like when I was hanging out with my friend when I was younger, in the same way, we feel alive in it. But... Because I'm with that person, I'm associated to how he's acting. And so I told him, I was like, Joaquin, you know, you're about eight years old now, so you have to be really careful. That is okay to hang out with people like that, but they're going to look at you and say, "Mm, that boy hangs out with him, so he's probably disrespectful and he's rude. And again, Joaquin was doing nothing wrong. He was just with that kid. And so right away, I had to just be on him about being careful about the voices that were in his life because he is at school. Sometimes I feel like he's at school way more than he's at home, you know, and so there are voices, his teachers, his classmates and all of that. And so it started for me really fast, like, oh, my gosh, these kids, you know, and um, and even there's they come home. Our kids have been coming home recently and they've been talking about things, I've been talking about politics. And I'm just like, where are you hearing this stuff from, you know, and. It's they have voices everywhere they're at. They're hearing these things, and they were repeating things that I'm like, you shouldn't be saying that. And they're like, well, my friend said that. My teacher, my teacher said that. And I was like, what? Your, your teacher said that? And they're like, yeah. And so he, there's voices constantly. So we had to kind of do a sit down and be like, just so you know, you're not supposed to repeat everything you hear because it might not be true. What? It is coming from everything you hear is not true. <laughs> everything you think is not true. Yeah, it's coming from a different perspective. It's coming maybe from a diff- even different culture or a different, you know, life. You world know, yeah. worldview. No, that's good because we hear the voice of instruction. That's the first voice that's introduced. Sol- Solomon is saying, "Your father here is instructing you." So we hear the voice of instruction, and then he says, "Dear friend, don't if bad companions tempt you, don't go along with them." Then we hear the voice of temptation. We hear the voice of people that want to influence us to do things, and many times the negative things and wrong things. Um, 
they, they also talk about the, the, temp, the people at temp or the, the wicked or negative influences. Um, and as you read that, the rest of that Proverbs 1.8, as it talks about this, this, this journey of peer pressure and, and, and people that are trying to tempt you, he eventually says this is why they want to. They have the wrong perspective and they have the wrong motives. If you have the wrong perspective and people around you have the wrong perspective and the wrong motives, they're going to lead you to a place that's not going to be healthy or good. And so he's saying pay attention. Don't go along with these people. Watch where their path is leading and, and stay out of the way. And then after he talks about this, this voice of temptation, he, he introduces the, the next voice, which is the voice of salvation. And this is what he says in Proverbs 120. It says, wisdom shouts in the street. I love this. She cries in the public square. So she, she's personified as a woman. All right. So uh, women, just, just so you know, I, I believe that God has gifted you guys with insight and discernment in some ways that guys don't have it. Um, this is what I mean. Uh, my wife, during, during our journey together as a couple, as we make these different choices in life, um, sometimes she'll, she'll pick up on something um, and say, hey, be careful with that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's harmless, not even a big deal. And then as time plays out, I'm like, wow, how did you know that? And she just, I just had a sense. I just knew what it was. And, 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 and I think in the same sense as personifying as a woman, uh, there's, um, don't get two big heads though, because in the second we're going to, she's personified also as a, as a, the foolishness is also personified as a woman. But anyways, um, and there's times in her life, there's one time she's told me, Hey, be careful. <laughs> Did I say something funny? No, I didn't get it either. <laughs> All right. There's one time she told me, she warned me about, uh, I had the look. Oh, I show everything right here, guys. It's all right here. She warned me about, about this relationship with a, with a, um, a lady in our church and another church. And um, she just said, hey, be careful with that. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And, you know, I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to you know, help people along the journey and all this. And she said, just be careful. And for a while, I actually got really offended because I'm like, you don't trust me. What's going on? And she said, just be careful. And, and um, after a while, I was like, okay, it's not worth a fight. So I'll back off and I will not pursue. You need to pursue that person. And I will not pursue that person anymore. And, and she did. And then long story short, over, over a course of time, um, really um, – that person got involved in an unhealthy relationship with another guy, uh, and it didn't play out very good. And looking back, I'm like, I'm so glad my wife said something because that could have been me. It, it would have been very easily for me to fall into something like that and had a negative consequence, negative and it And for women, it's so hard in that place because you don't want to come across as being the jealous person. Or you don't want to speak up all the time because you don't want to, you know, put yourself out there and say, like, oh, yeah, and then, and then it not be, ta- like, taken to heart either so there's a lot that comes with that but the thing is even there was at a place where I thought that he thought that I was jealous of this person and I had to actually just stop him at one point and say you know what it's not about jealousy it's about in your integrity it's about your integrity you have a you have a great um you have a lot of people looking up to you not only that but me as your wife I want to look at you and say I don't know Maybe something is going on. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get to a place that I'm like, baby, this is your integrity on the line. Like, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it one more time, and I'm backing off. Uh, but it wasn't when it, when it did play out, I wasn't the I told you so wife either. I was not because this was something, again, years and years in that was going on that I had to just step back. And when he saw that, I was like, oh, okay. And this is just building trust between our relationship also. It's just building trust and say, okay, because there's a time to speak up. And there's times to just shut your mouth and stay quiet and pray. That'll be next week's lesson. All right. <laughs> it really is. I'm not joking. Come next week because we're going to talk about being quiet. Uh, Proverbs, he continues on and says this, um, how long, and, and she calls out. She's saying, how long will you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? 
Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. So she calls out three people that are losers. What I mean by losers is they're, they're losing out on what God's best for their life. It's not like a, a negative way that they're just they're never going to be able to make something of themselves. But she says there's the simple, there's the mocker, and there's the foolish person. And she calls out to these three different people that don't have wisdom. And she's saying, I want to instruct you. I want to I help you with this. And so the simple person is somebody that is um, naive. Uh, they believe anything, but they don't examine anything. So if you believe everything people tell you without examining it, uh, you'd fall into that, that simple, naive person. All right? And she said, I want to instruct you. I want to help you. The scorner is they think they know everything. They just think they know it all. They're know-it-alls. This is the mocker who's going to mock people. It's going to, um, not going to be wise and be open. Uh, where, where the naive, the simple person has a blank look, like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, the mocker will have a sneer on their face, kind of like, I'm better than you and, and haughty. All right? And so, so the scorner, you have to watch out for those people. And then the fools are ignorant of truth. They're just dull and stubborn, and they actually enjoy their foolishness. So they stay in those things that are not healthy because they just enjoy it. And so she goes on and calls out these, these, and says, hey, be aware of this because um, in our lives, all of us will f- sometimes fall into these three categories. Um, the goal is to get us out of these three and get us into the place of wisdom where we actually listen and we actually move forward. Um, it goes on to say in, in, in chapter 8, uh, listen as wisdom calls out, hear as understanding raises her voice. So this is the second call. She makes a second call where it says, um, uh, come and listen. On the hilltop along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads by the gate at the entrance to the town. On the road leading in, you go to the next slide for me, uh, she cries aloud. She says, I call to you, all of you. I raise my voice to all people. You simple people, use good judgment. You foolish people, show some understanding. So she's at a, at a place of prominence at, at the street corners, in, in the intersections of our lives, wherever we find ourselves needing help, she's there. She's calling out. She says, pay attention. And notice the second time she calls, she only calls to two people, not to three. The scorners get dropped. The mockers get dropped. The people that think they know it all, eventually she says, I don't have time for you because you're not listening. So Ain't nobody gonna, got time for that. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call the simple. I'm going to call the, um, the foolish person. Um, and then she's inviting, saying, well, everything I say is right, for I speak the truth and detest every kind of deception. So notice that the mocker is missing on this one. And then it goes on to say, my advice is wholesome. And she keeps going on saying, um, wisdom is far more valuable than the rubies. So or get it. That's the best thing you can get. And then the next chapter, verse 9, she calls out a third time. We get wisdom that calls out a third time. And in verse 4, it says that she called out from the heights overlooking the city. So now she went to her house, all right? And she says, come in with me. She urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, come and eat my food. The third call, notice that she doesn't call the mocker and she doesn't call the fullest person. She's just calling the simple person. And here's the point that I want to make is when God calls and you ignore, you run the danger of missing out the next time he calls because you ignored him the first time. When we, when, we, when we approach things in life and we know that we need help, but we ignore wise counsel, the second time that voice might not be there. And we have to, we have to walk in that. Um, and and every, every step of the way, she's saying, hey, I, I'm inviting people. Um, come and eat. It's a relationship. So the first time she's in the corners calling out, second time she's calling out in the corners, the third time she's saying, all right, now you need to come to me. She made tacos. She made tacos. Yeah. That's what Sarah said. If he goes on, it talks about... Uh, um, Eat my food and drink my mixed wine, right? So it was tacos. Uh, leave your simple ways behind. Begin to live using good judgment. And then it goes on to say there's another voice in, 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 in chapter 9. It says, this woman is named Folly. She is brash. She is ignorant and doesn't know it. She sits in her doorway in the heights overlooking the city. She calls out to men going who are minding their own business. Come in with me, she urges the simple. To those who lack good judgment, she says, stolen water is refreshing. Fruity and in secret tastes the best. But little do they know the dead are there. 
Her guests are in the depths of the grave, or her path leads to hell, as another translation says. So, so woman folly is also calling out. We get another woman that's calling out. We get these different voices in our lives that are saying, this is the right way. And here's what we learn about folly. Folly makes sin look attractive, right? The enemy always makes sin look attractive. Then she never reveals her true nature. She hides the, really the truth behind it. She doesn't tell you about, yeah, sleeping around is, is, is a lot of fun, but she didn't tell you about the, the diseases that come around with it. Um, you, know, you know, maybe getting drunk is, is a lot of fun in the beginning, but they don't tell you all the things that could come with it, right? The, the, they always pre- they present the good things. They never tell you about the possibilities of the negative things. Uh, the only way to detect folly is to walk with wisdom. If you want to be in a, to detect what a foolish person sounds like, you have to be get, learn what a wise person sounds like. And as getting into the Bible, that's coming on Sundays, learning, learning these words that help us. Because when you do, you won't be easily tricked. Uh, the next thing is, is they don't reveal that it takes time. It's not always immediate. The things that he promises, you know, yeah, you might get something immediate good, but over time, what is that going to look like? Um, and she always, they always, the, the enemy always appeals to the flesh, the appetites, something that's going to feel good now. In fact, in Hebrews, it says, today, if you hear the voice of God, don't harden your hearts, but respond because he's calling out. Um, and we'll skip this next one. We're out of time. Go past Second Timothy. Go to the next one. We gave some last week some different um, components to wisdom, instruction. You get that in the beginning. That's what, the, what Proverbs is trying to teach us. Uh, next one. So we have different voices in our lives, a lot of different voices um, that come our way. When we were first married, we had voices that told us what? When we first got married, people told us that the beautiful butterfly, how do you call it? The honeymoon stage? The honeymoon stage, yes. The honeymoon stage was just like the first two years, and that's it. Um, Eric and I were obviously showing affection to each other one of these one of the days that we were working out with some friends. Uh, not working out, like working outside. And um, we, like, we stopped and took a break, and I, like, sat down on Eric's lap. And, you know, we were talking to each other, and... Me and I guess we look lovey-dovey kind of thing. And so they looked towards us, and um, they immediately said, oh, just wait. That's all going to end one day. And I was just like, oh, thanks. <laughs> like, thanks for that encouraging word, lady. You know, and then, uh, um, you know, we had a couple of those voices. And there were some great voices in our lives. There was a lot of people that invest into our lives, and, and there was a lot that was just modeled. It wasn't had to be said. But there was people that would say really um, just rude things like, yeah, I didn't need to, I don't, I didn't need to hear that. Um, when I was pregnant with our first kid, um, I worked out at a, at a sports club, and I had 500 uh, members, and they were all ladies. So I had 500 mothers that made sure I did not, you know, tie my shoes, didn't stretch too far up, couldn't jump, couldn't exercise, couldn't eat that, you know, and I had all this advice. But the other thing is I had people that also did tell me horror stories of what would happen um, if this were to happen. Oh, I, I feel, oh, I don't feel good. I really, I feel really tired. Oh, you should go to the doctor. Ooh, you should go look on the internet. I mean, come on. It was just like, this is just too much. Like, why do you say this to come home and tell me people that they told it. I'm like, what? Why would somebody tell a pregnant woman that? Are they stupid? And uh, they they were. were. So um, (laughs) we just came to the conclusion. That was the voice of foolishness, right? They were. You wouldn't listen. Raising kids, some of the parenting advice, right? Yeah, there's there's a lot of great advice out there. But then at the same time, there is really bad advice. We have a video that we want you guys to look at, which we thought was really great. Go yeah, ahead. before we do yeah. that, though, just some of the bad advice. This is oh, actually good advice? advice. So bad advice we got was um, your, your... Oh, somebody told us we would never sleep ever, like after having kids. 
And I was just like, okay, thanks for that too. Life Encouraging. Yeah, your life was, you know, you lose sleep, but it's different. It's a different losing kind of sleep. And so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it was just negative. It was really negative. When it came to parenting, never spank a kid, never do this, never, you know, you hear all these different ones. And some of them were great, but some of them were just like, again, they were stupid, stupid advice that were just like, you know, but... Did yeah, you have wait, one that you have? wait, wait until you get to the terrible twos. They were oh, telling yeah, me, yeah. like, you're going to hate it. It's going to be worse. Twos, yeah. And then we got there. I realized they're not that terrible. They're actually the testing twos. You've mm-hmm. been calling it wrong for so long. It's not a terrible stage. It's actually a really great stage because they're trying to test the boundaries and see what you really believe. Right. And so if you don't have boundaries, yeah, they're going to be terrible. But if you learn to have boundaries and they're, they're testing those boundaries over and over and over and over, like a hundred times, like don't go there. And that's the boundary. And then they go over it and they go over it and they go over it. Like, are you really serious about this? It's a testing too. I think it's a better way to, so if somebody tells you, give you advice, terrible twos, man, just, just take it with a grain of salt. Be careful. But if they say, Hey, this is the testing twos. Be like, what do you mean by that? Tim, teach me more. That's, that's wisdom. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's watch this video. Good advice. Yeah. How about some good advice? So, you're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby. You're going to get a lot of advice. Ignore 90% of it. It's it's worthless. Here's some good advice. Ten things I wish I knew before I became a parent. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Number ten. Everything you're doing is probably the best to somebody and the worst thing that you can possibly do to somebody else. So just... Do what works for you and don't get on the internet because you can Google anything and everybody has an opinion. You'll know how to take care of them. Do not care one ounce what other people think about you. Bam. Yeah. Number nine. (laughs) Get on a schedule. Get on a schedule. Get on a schedule if you want to live. Schedule is key to sleep. Schedule. Number eight. Everybody leaves this out. So parenting is hard. You can't. Sometimes you just can't handle it. Take just an hour. Go to grandma's. Drop the baby off. Go get some ice cream. Take a 20-minute nap. Make a date night once a week and don't skip it. Number seven. This is important. Instead of having to like mold them to what you want. Discover who they are and let them, let them be. Number six. Be prepared for the unexpected because it will happen. Like, maybe the possibility of having twins. There is a chance that your baby could go flying down a hill and then roll out of her car seat onto the road, which may have happened. Number five, you've got to make room for the baby. Crib, changing table, car seat, stroller. Two strollers, actually. Bassinet that went into our room, even though he had a crib in his own room. And they're toys. More crap. He has his own room. He's five pounds. He has his own room. Right? I don't have my own room. Number four. You're going to look back and you're going to say, I wish those times would come back. So keep them. Don't give them all away. They'll only wear it once. But you'll keep it forever. Memories are the only thing that you have left, Doctor. All this said and done. Number three. Be grateful for your kids. Be grateful! Things that you aren't prepared for can turn out to be good things in the end. Oh, yeah. Worth it. All the poop and snot and screaming and crying and fighting. Worth it. All of it. Totally worth it. Cherish every single minute. We would never have asked for the challenge, but we were so grateful for what she taught us. We're grateful every day for her life. 
the best thing that ever happened to us. Number two, don't be too hard on yourself. It's going to be okay. Some days you're just not going to have a lot of patience, and that's okay. It really is all just spilled milk. The house can wait. All of the chores can wait. You have to remember that this is a massive change in your life. And you're going to feel every emotion there is to feel. Those deep, deep, deep emotions on either side of the spectrum. Number one. The one thing that you just, you can't understand, that you can't prepare for, that you're not going to know until you experience it. All the love. Be prepared to love something more than you ever thought you could. Because, because you haven't. You haven't yet. And it will be the best thing that you've ever done in your whole life. If I wasn't a mom, I can't imagine. It's been too wonderful. Just relax. You're going to be great, hopefully. Keyword, right? Hopefully. So, give some good advice. That's good. I wish I would have had that kind of advice before we had kids. Yeah, it's helpful just to know. Because it's real. It's real. This is real stuff, you know? So, if you need advice, get around people that are positive and that, uh, yeah, we'll love to talk to you guys. Kids, kids, we have four. So We have four, yes. Yeah. So, you can see that the advice that you guys said about the honeymoon stage fading and going away, you know? She still comes, sits in my lap, and she uh, still... Uh, um, yeah, loves on me, so it's good. Reason we have four kids, right? So, um, first law of holes. When you find yourself in a place where you are in a hole, things aren't going well, um, here's the first law, right? Stop digging. Uh, you'll get advice where, maybe it's financial advice, where you're in a negative spot, and they say just keep borrowing, keep digging. You, know, you can't ever dig yourself out of a hole. So just stop digging, and this is, this is good advice. These are things that Proverbs is trying to get us to learn and say, hey, stop. Listen for better advice. Listen to ways to get out of the place you're in. Stop digging. So here's, here's our challenge. And um, when it comes to evaluating the voices in your life, um, challenge is this, to evaluate the voices in your life. This week, evaluate the voices in your life. Continue to read your Proverbs a day, but evaluate the voices in your life. What is the media? What is the stations you're listening to? What are the people saying? Listen to them a little bit. Do they sound like wisdom or do they sound like folly? Do they sound like wisdom or do they sound like folly? If you don't know what wisdom sounds like, I would say read your Bible a little more, come to church more faithfully, uh, and pray and ask God to help you with that, and he'll help you. Talk, talk about yours. You know, when I, when I read about Folly, I see her, you know, sitting on her porch, you know, drinking her sweet tea, um, sitting there and just trying to pick people out that are alone. And they're, because, you know, on the flip side, <clears throat> the other one, the latter, was speaking to a group and trying to get everybody to listen. Hey, hey, there's something important. But with Folly, she was kind of just looking for someone hmm, who's vulnerable kind of thing. Um, I feel like with me, I didn't really feel, I don't, I don't feel like I have a problem with voices in my head because I got to a place that I'm just like, it's not important. It's not life-giving, and I can't, I'm not going to have that in my life. But <clears throat> one of the hardest things for me as a human person is to get, get to bed when it's quiet and everything's alone, quiet, not on my phone. It's still, and the first thing that I will do is I will sit there and I will immediately think of my day or my week, and I will make a list of everything I did wrong. So, yes, the kitchen's clean, but what I'd say is, and I wish I would have spent that, like, one-on-one time with Sayla today. 
Or, man, I wish I would have done this. Or, I wish I could have done that better. I wish I was a better wife. I don't think I'm a really good mom. And it just gets harder and harder and harder on ourselves. Um, I wish I could be that that person right there, you know, whether it be a, a pitcher or a person that's, you know, an acquaintance or somebody that you see at the gym, maybe even that. I wish it was this. And you start kind of dogging on yourself and you get to this place that that's a voice. That's the enemy's voice that is speaking and he's using you at that quiet, vulnerable spot. And he's using and he's just speaking and speaking. And I had to get to a place that that would happen very common. I mean, very, I, that's why I tell, tell him, you don't get to go to sleep before me. Like, I have, to hit the, I have to go to bed before you. Because he knows when you're alone, when it's quiet. And he, he was just, at night was my time. And so he would just go and go. And I could not sleep. I would become restless. And I would get frustrated. And I'm like, how am I supposed to do all these things? How am I supposed to live up to this and be the best mom and be this and a good wife and a good daughter and all of this stuff because it just overwhelmed me. And I, I'm grateful for God's word because I can turn to it and I can start reading and I'm going to say, oh, wow, like there is hope. When I read a Proverbs, there's hope in there. And I'm just thinking, okay, it's a process. I'm not going to be perfect. I will never be perfect. It's a process. And so I'm going and I'm reading this and I'm saying, yes, God, give me wisdom how am I supposed to discipline my kids? How am I supposed to be a good leader? How am I supposed to, it, what, what voices am I bringing in so that when my daughter is saying, Mom, I'm not good enough, or my, my son, you know, how am I supposed to speak into their life if nothing's coming in? And so when it comes to a place of influence, we are all influencers in our, li- in, in, in our lives. We have people we're influencing, we're speaking to. So I recheck what am I saying to other people But in the same way, I I really do feel like voices is not necessarily might be people, but it's when I hear those voices alone, when I'm quiet, and I have to stop and say, God, you're you're the source. You're the source that I have to turn to. Give me wisdom. Help me. And in that, there's peace, and there's understanding. And God just, you know, holds me and says, don't worry about it. It's a process, you know. Yeah, the good news is we have that voice, voices that every intersection, every choice that we have to make in life, a lot of decisions. Um, the good, good news is that the voice of wisdom is also calling out and wanting to help us and wanting to encourage us and, and lead us in that. At the end of every time that she calls out, she actually gives advice at the end and says, if you listen, this will happen for you in your life. If you pay attention, this is going to come true if you listen to me. So today as you read Proverbs 8, look at that, what she says at the end of it when she's giving this advice. And tomorrow when you read Proverbs 9, Listen at the end of it when she's call, what she's saying and when she's calling out. And then listen to the end of what folly is, says as it ends and it, it kind of finishes up. Because um, the truth is God's, God is wanting to help us. But there's a point where we ignore, ignore. We have to actually go find him because he's, no he's no longer coming to us to call out. He's wanting for us to go to him and have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. So, hey, thanks for, for helping me today. Um, good job. We're going to wrap up. Yeah, we're going to wrap up. Well, we like to do every every um, um, every week. We just like to give an opportunity. If you're here today, maybe as I talk about you know the voice of wisdom, um, really I'm talking about the voice of God. The voice of God is calling out. He's 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 asking. What what, what I find interesting is uh, throughout the Proverbs, you're going to find them spread out throughout the Bible. One Proverbs will refer to one character in the Bible. They'll requote him in a different that proverb in a different way in, in the New Testament or the different parts of the the, the books. 
Um, in Revelation 3.20, this is, this is what, what it says about Jesus, similar to what Proverbs is saying. He says, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come and have a relationship. I'll eat food with them and have a relationship. So today, if you're here and maybe you're needing help, maybe you're in a hole, and my advice is stop digging. Stop going to that same place that's going to keep you farther in. Stop and ask God for help. And the Bible says that if we believe in our heart that, that, that God sent Jesus to die on that cross and he's alive today, he's raised from the grave. If we, if we, we believe and we confess with our mouth that he's Lord. So essentially we're saying, God, I, I want you to be the person in my life that you want to be in my life. The God, the, the Lord, the ruler, my leader. So if, if we confess that and we believe in our heart that, God, that Jesus did this for us, that we're saved. That, that, that's, the, that's how relationship starts with God. As we confess, we say, man, I, I, I'm lost without you. I need your help, God. I want you to lead my life. And I know there's people here today, you're lost. When I say lost, you're far from God. You've made choices that have led to, led to really um, unhealthy um, consequences. And in the middle of that, God is saying, I want to help you through this. So do me a favor. Would you close your eyes and bow your head as we close service today? If you're here and, and um, you know, Proverbs is talking about relationship. He's saying, son, daughter, if you listen, if you hear me, this is God's heart. He wants to have relationship with us. And if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with God, Today, he's knocking at your life and your door and your heart and your mind. And he's saying, would you let me in? I want to come and help. And if you're here today and you would like to pray and say, I want to have a relationship with God, would you do me a favor and just raise your hand? Awesome. I see those hands. I see those hands. God, I need your help. We need wisdom. Awesome. Tons of hands going up. So great. I see your hands. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. I'm not going to have you stand up. Nothing like that. Just where you're at in your seat. This is a personal prayer between you and God that's saying, God, I need your help. I want wisdom. I want help. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful to forgive us of that. And I'm going to just lead you to prayer that starts that relationship. So if you would repeat after me, if you're a Christian or Christ follower, would you pray with us as these people begin to join the family today? Would you say this? Say, Father God, today I acknowledge that I need your help. Forgive me. Forgive me my choices that have led, led me astray. I want to return to you. I believe you sent your son to die on that cross for me. And I believe he's alive today. I invite you into my life. Would you be my Lord? Would you be my God? Help me to follow you the rest of the days of my life. Give me wisdom. Give me insight. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we celebrate those hands that went up today? All you that raised your hands, so good. So awesome.